Hey, I'm Dr. Justin Mosley, the Mindset Doctor, and you're listening to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast with John Hewlett. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I am your host, John Eulen. As always, honored that you have chosen to spend some of your most precious resource with me, and that is your time. And as you heard in that introduction, I have an amazing guest to share with you today. His name is Dr. Justin Mosley. Dr. Justin, how are you? I am doing great. So glad to be here. Thank you for having me. You bet. You bet. Again, thrilled to have you here to be able to share you and what you know with those who are listening and watching this. And hopefully everyone is going to be better because of it. I think they probably will. So folks, if you it. don't know who Dr. Justin is, now he mentioned that he is the mindset doctor, and we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But he is a chiropractor by trade, hence the doctor part. But he is more than just a chiropractor. He is an entrepreneur. He is a speaker, soon to be TEDx speaker. So be looking for that coming out very soon toward the early to mid section of next year in 2022. He is a mindset transformation coach is an author, a business mentor, and he has one other title that I think he probably holds most dear, and that is husband to Courtney. So, Dr. Justin, take us back a little bit, if you would. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started in this journey into becoming a mindset transformation coach, because I'm having a hard time figuring out, okay, how does someone who has kind of an entrepreneurial bent to him early on in life and it being a completely different kind of thing, even go the avenue of chiropractic care and ends up a mindset coach? Mm -hmm. Help us figure yeah. that out. So yeah, as you mentioned, I'm a chiropractor by trade and my wife and I, she's a chiropractor as well. We started a practice outside of Nashville, Tennessee here in 2012 and we built a successful practice. Life was good. And then in 2018, I actually had a near-death accident. Mm. And at the time, I mean, business was great. Life was great. Marriage was great. We were helping people. We were making a difference. I was living my purpose. But when I had that near-death experience, it made me ask a new question. Because we all ask, why are we here? What's our purpose? But I asked, well, why am I still here? Because mm. life could have been completely different in that moment. Yeah. So I started thinking about it. Like, yes, I was living my purpose. But what I realized, I was playing way too small. Mm. I knew I was called to make a bigger impact. So I started processing that. And I was like, well, if I could do whatever brings me joy and helps lots of people, makes a huge impact, what would I do? And I was like, I just want to put out content on mindset and personal growth and development. It changed my life. I know it will help other people. I read my first Tony Robbins book when I was 16 and I fell <laughs> in love with personal growth and just the fact of we don't have to settle. We can constantly grow ourselves and expand our life, expand our impact that we make on the world. So that's when I was like, all right, I'm just going to put out content. And at the time I was like, I don't even know if anybody's going to listen. I'm just going to put stuff out. And I started a Facebook group. It was the around March of 2020 and it grew to a thousand members in the first month. So I was like, okay, people are listening. So I, I just kept putting out content and, and helping people through my content, but they wanted more. 
Mm-hmm. And that led to, I actually was speaking at a mastermind group and one of the guys there was like, dude, you're the mindset doctor. And I was like, <laughs> I like that. I'm going to go with that. So that's where the name actually came from. Sure. But just by me, I just wanted to serve people and make a difference. And that led to group coaching, to one-on-one coaching. I do mastermind retreats, which I love mm. helping people get transformation through that all because I really just wanted to put out content that helped people and changes lives. Nice. Nice. Okay. So I'm curious, you talked about reading your first Tony Robbins book at the age of 16. What in the world would pique the interest of a 16-year-old in personal growth? Because that is, I'm not going to say it's unheard of, but it's pretty uncommon. Yeah, it's not normal. And for those watching, I actually still have the original copy of Awaken the Giant Within. I remember uh, walking through the bookstore back then, going through the self-help section. And just something about that stood out. And for me, it goes back to even earlier when I was eight years old. I used to go to work on the summers with my dad and he was an entrepreneur and I was just watching him and grow his business. And that was really intriguing to me. I knew one day I wanted to own my own business and I wanted to impact people. So that really happened at a young age. And then, yeah, when I was 16, going through the self-help section, saw this book and something stood out to me. Not only is it not normal book, I mean, it's like a thousand page book too. It's huge. (laughs) <laughs> so, but it just really inspired me and inspired me, not only the, the positive thinking, things like that, that are in it, but really Tony's inspired me because of the impact that he wants to make on the world. Mm. And that's really what I want to do as well. I want to, and that's again, through my near death experience revealed to me, one of the questions was, is this how I want my story to end? Mm. Like if it would end it today. Did I leave the legacy I want to live? And that's what drives me now. I don't want to get to the end of my life and think, man, I could have given more. I could have become more. I could have impacted more people. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to get to the end of my life and have those questions. I want to go all in today because, man, this is real life. This is not a dress rehearsal. We get one shot at this thing. Right. So I'm going to go all in and help as many people as I can. Okay. Well, let me ask you this because something you said kind of sparked something inside of me. How do you approach someone who happens to be an entrepreneur but doesn't see things like you? Meaning, they approach this having a business strictly from a what's in it for me. How can I build my world, my kingdom, essentially? How do I? They, that's what they're constantly wanting to do is to build themselves up, build up their little world. How do you approach someone like that? Because that is, from my way of thinking, it's very limited in what, yeah. in what can be done. So how do you work with somebody like that? Right, yeah. And let's be honest, the purpose of a business is to generate revenue. But for me personally, from I've started multiple businesses, even my chiropractic clinic, based on two things. One is Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. Mm -hmm. And the other quote was Zig Ziglar's. You can get anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. So it's always based on service for me. Not what I can get out of this, but how can I serve? And a byproduct of serving is the money. The money will come. The business will come. The customers will come. If you have a heart of service. Gotcha. Okay. So you, um, you have been an avid reader for a long time. Would that be a safe thing to say? Yeah, absolutely. At least over the last 10 years, I've read a hundred books a year for the last 10 years. Wow. That's, that's quite a few. So I would say then that my good friend and fellow podcaster, Jeff Brown, who has the podcast called read to lead, um, he has a saying that I think probably applies to you. And that is leaders read and readers lead. Mm, Yeah, I love that. And again, I think I was inspired by Tony Robbins because he talked about his life transformation 
he read like 700 books in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And the, re- the way I look at books is books, you have access to free mentors. Yeah. Like you have access. Tony Robbins can be your mentor. Jack Canfield, Jim Rohn, who's passed now, but amazing content. They can be your mentors by reading their books. Mm-hmm. And I remember back in the day, subscribing to Success Magazine. It used to come to, with a CD in it. Oh, yeah. And uh, Darren Hardy, the uh, who owned Success Magazine at the time, he was talking about like, you can get a college degree, like equivalent to a college degree, just by listening to audiobooks and educating yourself on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, that's so true. How much time do we waste? And Tony Robbins talks about the net time, which is called no extra time. What mm-hmm. about the time you're driving in the car? You could be listening to an audiobook. Or if you're washing the dishes or doing the laundry, you could be listening to an audiobook or YouTube videos. There's all kinds of things nowadays that can inspire you to actually move, move you forward. And I think it's so true. The more you work on yourself, and that's where reading comes in for me, because one of the biggest pieces of advice I got early on, I went to a mentor and was like, what can I do now? And I thought he was going to give me some great advice on these steps, do these five things. He just said one thing. He said, you need to work on yourself. Mm. Because, and that's what it is. The more that you work on yourself, and I think Jim Rohn is the one that said, it's like, you want to be better, you have to become better. If you want more, you have to become more. And I think that's what it was all about for me is like, I wanted to become more because when I became more, I was able to do more. I was able to get more, but I was able to give more. Right. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about the, the speaking and coaching that you do. Yeah. And I was blessed to be able to speak a lot in the chiropractic circles because Mm -hmm. we had success in practice. So I started speaking at different conventions. But what I realized, I was always speaking on mindset and personal growth. That's what people wanted me to speak on. So that's where, when I had the near-death experience, I started leaning into, well, what do I enjoy? What do I enjoy reading or listening to or filling my mind with? Mm-hmm. And it was all personal growth. Yeah. So for me, I'm just so passionate about it. I want to help other people because I truly believe like one mindset shift can completely change somebody's life. And a lot of it, it it comes from mindset. I started coaching chiropractors at first. That's who I first started working with. And they would all come to me for help with their business. They were like, man, you built a great business. I'm struggling. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. What I quickly realized, it was never their business. It wasn't their systems, their procedures, what they were doing. It was their level of mindset and personal growth that was holding them back. Mm. So once we started working on that, they started getting that in order. Then their business took off. And I had clients, their marriages were stored. Their relationships with family members were restored. Mm. And that's what was actually holding them back in business. So a lot of people think in business, it's that next seminar. It's that next <laughs> thing, that, that system we can tweak in our business. Right. No, a lot of times it's your mindset and your level of personal growth. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell people this all the time make a hundred thousand dollars on a fifty thousand dollar mindset the same thing in business you can't make a million dollars with a five hundred thousand dollar mindset it's always an upgrade once you upgrade who you are you can upgrade what you do for sure for sure okay so you just got through doing a uh well i'm not sure what the right term for it is uh it was comfort to calling but you just came out of it so so tell us a little bit about what comfort to calling is yeah so i had a, a comfort to calling summit And so it was all based around, I had 50 speakers. It was all virtual. I interviewed 50 speakers for that. And that all came, the theme came from my near-death experience. Mm. Because when I had that experience, it woke me up to the fact that I was comfortable. Mm. Yes, things were good in my life, but I'd gotten comfortable. 
And I need to exchange my comfort for my calling. Yes. And I think that applies to everyone. I mean, you can have, you can be successful and get comfortable there, or you can not be successful, but you're comfortable. You don't want to do the things it takes to step out of that comfort zone to get you to that next level. So, and I tell people all the time, you don't need a near death experience to wake you up. A lot of people are dying a slow death right now in their businesses, in their relationships, in their finances. So you need a wake up call. So I interviewed 50 speakers to talk about their journey from comfort to calling mm. because it always took a stepping out of their comfort zone to go after they were truly called for so they could step into the next level. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And that summit, which I participated in, folks, it was fantastic. Um, now you have turned that into something else to go forward that people can participate in. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I'm doing a, a five-week program to help people because the speakers were all great. They were all common themes about giving advice on how to go from comfort to calling. But let's be honest, a lot of times we need the accountability piece. And I think that's the missing link in everything. If we could keep ourselves accountable, we could hit all of our goals. <laughs> But the problem is we can't hold ourselves accountable. Right. So I really help walk people through in a five-week program. One, I think number one is getting clear on your values mm. because a lot of people, they're building their life around their to-do list and maybe they have their priorities. Like, yes, God, myself, my wife, my kids, that's great. You need to have your priorities. But if you're not really living your true values, you're going to feel like everything's off in your life. Mm. You're going to feel out of alignment, out of balance. It's yeah. so like a perfect example for me. My wife is a high priority on my list. She's not one of my true values. My values are speaking, teaching, researching. Those are my values. So if I'm spending time with my wife, pouring into her, my other priorities, but I'm not speaking, teaching, or researching, I feel off. Mm. So I have to make sure I put those into my life. So when you get clear on your true values, you can build your life around your values. And then everything feels in alignment. And you can still have your priorities and get those done. But you got to build it around your value. Like that. I like that. Okay. Distinguishing between priorities and values. Okay. I like that. We're definitely going to want to hear more about that um, <laughs> in the days to come. Yep. Absolutely. So, so you kind of brought it up a couple of times earlier. So I'm going to go ahead and ask the question now. Uh, this whole idea of faith. How does your faith impact what you do? Yeah. For me, I think it's everything because it goes back to a heart of service and the example of Jesus of serving people. And that's what I built my businesses upon. Like I talked about, like Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. And there's, there's so many biblical truths about business and money. I mean, think about the law of reaping and sowing. What you put out, you're going to get in return. So I, I look at that with my mindset work that I do. Your mind is fertile ground. Are you planting the right seeds? Because the more that you see, you can't reap the harvest without planting the seeds. So the same thing goes in business. You got to be taking the right actions. You got to be doing the right things, putting in your serving if you want to reap the harvest. So the faith is everything for me because, again, I had success. I mean, before my near-death experience, the week before, I had bought a $120,000 Range Rover. When you go through a near-death experience, none of that matters. <laughs> what matters is the impact that you can have on people and the lives that you can touch while you're here. Because it is a short amount of time. We never know when it's coming. So, I mean, that's what life is about. It's not about what we can get out of life, but what impact can we make with our life? For sure. For sure. 
So what, um, this is for my son. He'll cut this part out. I'll let him know that the pause, I typically don't have a long pause here. So one of the things that you talk about on your website is being able to create breakthroughs for people in their lives. Well, that sounds good and it's nice to read, but my question is how, how do you do that? How do you help people figure that out? Yeah. Well, and it's different for everyone. And I don't have a cookie cutter approach. I love okay. diving deep with people and finding out what works for them and what breakthrough they need. Okay. Because again, a lot of people come to me, they think they need a breakthrough in their business when really it's something personal going on. We need a breakthrough. Yeah. But a lot of it comes down to belief because you, I think the biggest reason people don't get what they want in life is the stories they keep telling themselves of why they can't have it. So they, they may think they want something, but then they'll come up with all the stories of why they can't have it. I'm too young. I'm too old. They, they make all these stories up. But the reality is it comes down to belief. And a, an exercise I like to give people is think of somebody you truly believe in, somebody you look up to. Maybe it's a celebrity. Maybe it's a parent, a role model, a mentor, somebody you truly believe in. If they were in your situation and facing the same problems, you would believe that they would handle it without a problem. It wouldn't be an issue for them. So the question is, what if you believed in yourself as much as you believe in them? Mm. Or if you look at your, at your own life, there's people in your life that look up to you. So think of those people. Maybe it's your parents. They believe in you or your kids. They believe in you. People around you, they believe in you. What if you believed in yourself as much as they believe in you? So there's a lot of work we do around beliefs and limiting beliefs. And I, I love to rewire the subconscious mind because it's our programming, our subconscious programming that gives us what we get in life mm. because we are a product of our environment. Yes, genetics plays a part, but it's in our environment that we've put ourselves in. What are we feeding our mind with? Who are we surrounding ourselves with? All these come into play to create this subconscious programming, which is basically our operating software. And a lot of people are running around with operating software that's made for like an iPhone 4 instead of an iPhone 13. <laughs> so we need to upgrade our software to become a better version of ourselves. So I like to talk to call it, I help people rewire their subconscious mind so they can become the person they need to become in order to have what they want to have. Okay. Rewiring. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> let's dig a little deeper into the relationship side of things. And we've talked a lot about, we've talked about personal work. We've talked about some on the business side, but you know, this podcast is called Relationships and Revenue after all. So my big question to you is this, and I ask everybody this, what is it that you're doing right now in your most significant relationships, the ones you hold most dear, what are you doing to continue to nurture those, to build those up? And what impact do those relationships have on your business? Yeah. So in, in twofold. So I think relationships are so important. So one outside of personal relationships of like my wife and my immediate family, I always try to connect, like connected with you through mutual yeah. friends. So it's like, you never know what opportunities it leads to. Sure. And the, the problem is a lot of people try to connect with people with the mindset of what can I get out of it versus truly having the heart of, no, I want to be genuinely interested in you. Because when you're genuinely interested in someone else, they become genuinely interested in you. And you never know if that person never becomes a client of yours, you never know. They may refer somebody to you. They may create a partnership for you, show you an opportunity that may never existed had you not have genuinely been interested in just connecting and making new relationships. So relationships have been huge in my life. They've connected me to different opportunities. I mean, 
yeah, I could talk about so many opportunities. One is my TEDx event, which hmm. most people take. And I was told by one of my coaches, it would take between 12 to 18 months to get a TED talk. Hmm. The day after I shot my video, the application video, hmm. a friend of mine was somebody who was hosting TEDx event. And he was like, I'll put you in touch. If he likes your idea, then we'll go from there. And because of that connection, the guy loved my idea and invited me to speak on his TED talk. That never would have happened had I not tried to cultivate this relationship, not trying to see what can I get out of it, but truly creating a genuine relationship. And then flipping it over to the other side, the actual personal relationships. The biggest thing that we do on a weekly basis is make sure at least one date night a week. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. And here's the biggest part though. A lot of people are doing date nights but they're on their phone. They're distracted. They're not actually mm -hmm. present with their spouse, with their significant other. That's right. So have date nights, but then truly make that a sacred time where it's just you guys connecting and actually having that time for each other. Cause we're in such a distracted world right now. Mm -hmm. You have to have that time. You have to cultivate that time every single week. And another thing, just a bonus tip here, me and my wife, whenever we're riding together in the car, mm -hmm. every time we go through at least three things we're grateful for. Mm. So it just gets us in a way that we connect because I believe, I believe in gratitude practices and actually having a gratitude practice every single day. But when me and my wife do that together, there's something about it. It just makes it even more powerful. For sure. For sure. I could totally see that. You know, <clears throat> now the, the purpose of this podcast is to be able to help men get better at their most significant relationships. Although we have lots of ladies who listen in. So mostly to, to learn what makes men tick. So <laughs> right, right. Of course. But, and as I'm sure you know, we as men typically we're bad at relationships. In general, not just not just, you know, as in with a partner or a spouse, um, but even with friends, we're typically not really good friends with people. And that's because oh, yeah. no one teaches us as boys the value of that. The the things that are most valuable in a truly connected relationship, we're not taught those things. In yeah. addition to the fact that there is something that happens inside of us, men. And if you think about it this way, it'll make sense to you. No one has to teach you how to pursue. Nobody. It is intrinsic. God put it inside of you. It is in your DNA. But something happens on that wedding day, man. There's like a switch that gets turned off. It's like, I've accomplished the goal and now it's done. I don't have to pursue anymore. That is the worst thing that can happen to you in your relationship is to not continue to pursue. We need to teach men to continue to pursue, continue, not just date, but it's, it's to woo. If yeah, you use absolutely. a better, I think that's a better term to continue to woo that significant other. Um, and, yeah. and date night certainly is one of those ways, you know, these crazy little things that help us so much that we wouldn't know what to do with I'm holding up a phone for those of you who are listening. Um, you know, leave that thing. Okay, you can't leave it at home. I get that. Leave it in the car or put them both in her purse or, or whatever it is you need to do. Leave the phone aside. But here's the other thing, and this gets a lot of guys in trouble. They don't know what to talk about mm. when they go on these dates. And so I try to come through and say, look, okay, what, what she needs more than anything else, she needs to know what's going on with you on the inside. And you got to have some kind of context, some kind of vocabulary to be able to Get that out of you because that is her oxygen for the relationship. If you don't give that to her, she's going to die. That's how important it is. So getting that stuff out of you. And I said, it feels weird when you first start because it does, but you get used to it. It's a skill set that you can learn. You can. 
Because if it was your job and your job was on the line, you would learn the skill set. Well, guess what? This is way more important than any job. Way more important. So we got to get this right. So share what's going on. And that's, I mean, that's what she's going to do with you. You need to do that with her. Leave the other stuff. If you got kids, we're not talking about the kids. We're not talking about the bills. We're not talking about any of that stuff. This is us time. We're talking about what's important, hopes and dreams kind of stuff. And she's sharing that sort of thing. Where do we want to be six months, a year, five, 10 years from now? That's the kind of stuff you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something very important you mentioned was women want to be pursued. And you think about through childhood, there, there's the stories of the knight in shining armor and the, and the women being the princess and, the, and their, their prince is going to come along. There's, there's a childlike part of them that still wants that deep into their life after the marriage, after that's over, they still want to know that, that they're wanted for sure. That, that you, them every single day, again, that you want this relationship. And it is hard for men because a lot of times it's, well, I'm going to work, I'm providing, I'm doing my part, right. but that's not what they need. Yes. They need the security, the financial security and stability, but that's not what they really want. They want you. They want your attention. They want that pursuit, like you talked about. Oh, yeah. And one of the things to help, um, like when, you, when you're going out for date night, you don't know what to say. The biggest thing is to ask questions yeah. because a lot of times questions can get them talking and you don't even have to talk as much. If you ask the right questions and genuinely be interested in what they have to say, then it makes you feel, it makes them feel like they had a dialogue with you when really you're just asking the questions, you're getting them to talk. For sure. For sure. You know, honestly, just a little bit of work, guys, on learning how to be an engaged listener, honestly, is, is what will serve you well. Um, something as simple as, as what Dr. Justin was talking about, asking open-ended questions, meaning stay away from yes or no kinds of questions. Hey. Just about anything else is going to be fine. I mean, I wouldn't recommend necessarily using taboo subjects, but if that's your thing, I guess you can, but... For the most part, it's, you know, it's your relationship. So talk about what's important to you guys. I mean, if you know her well enough, you should know what's important to her. And that brings up one other point. And I want to emphasize this. This is really important. Every woman I've ever met has a close female friend, her closest girlfriend. If you're married to her, there should be things that you know about her that her best girlfriend does not know. You should know her better than anybody. And I mean anybody. And if yeah. that's not the case... There's work that needs to be done. Yeah, I think a good point to that is because they want to tell someone. Yes. So if they can't tell you, they're going to tell someone else. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I've seen that a lot in relationships that ended is because they weren't getting what they needed out of this relationship and they found it from someone else. Yep. If you're not paying attention to your spouse, someone else will. So you better make sure you start paying attention. You need to be that person that they can confide in. They can tell those things too because they need to be able to have that person they can confide in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to ask a, a somewhat obvious question, but I'm sure there's folks who have been listening so far and they say, okay, I'm digging Dr. Justin. I'm digging what he's about. How can people find you, Dr. Justin? How can they connect with you? What are the best ways to do that? Yeah. And if anything that I said resonated, I'd love to hear about it. That's one of the things as, and I'm sure John with the podcast too, is like, you love hearing that feedback from people that something we said, something a guest said, it made a difference. So feel free to message me on Instagram. It's at Dr. Justin Mosley, or you can find me on Facebook or my website is drjustinmosley.com. We can connect there. You can also find out more about my comfort to calling five week program there as well. For sure. For sure. Okay. So 
We talked earlier a little bit about discovering your purpose, your why, and that leading into your calling. First of all, distinguish the two for us, if you would, and yeah. then tell us why it's so important to discover that. Yeah. And I think, I mean, why is important. If you want to go deeper into your why, I mean, read Start With Why by Simon Sinek or watch his TEDx talk. Like definitely you need to know the importance of why. I think a lot of people's why is too superficial though. Mm. I don't think they really get deep. I think it's more of, oh, well, my spouse is my why. Well, go deeper. Why? Keep asking yourself why. Well, why, why do you want to provide for your kids? Why? Like what is the bigger why? And the more you keep asking yourself, you'll find out there's an even bigger why it's not just this superficial thing because the deeper you can get connected to your why, the more motivating it gets. Mm. So I think that's what it's all about. And a lot of people, they get their why, but then they don't know their purpose. Like, what should I actually do though? Like, I know, hey, I'm, I'm, this is my why. I, I need to go do something, but what do I do? Mm. And I think the purpose comes in as looking at, well, what are all the things, the experiences in your life? Is there a common theme along the way? And for me, that's where it came into man, I've poured in personal growth and development into myself. Why don't I start to give that to others? Because now I'm at a position where, no, I've built success based off of what I did my, my own. What if I could help others with success by working on them? Mm -hmm. So look at your own life. What are this past experiences? Are, are you a great communicator and you can connect with people and people want to tell you what's going on in their life? Maybe there's an opportunity even in your job where you can just connect with people on a daily basis. Maybe that's your purpose for this season. I think a lot of people get too caught up on, they think they have to have this Mother Teresa grand size purpose for their life hmm. and they miss out on the opportunities right in front of them on a daily basis. Hmm. But yes, you can, you can have this big goals and big dreams. I have those and I think you should have them. But what are the opportunities that are right in front of you today? Hmm. That's the purpose. You are here today for a purpose. And like, like I said before, you have to have a near death experience. Like you are alive today. You're breathing. You're listening to this. There's air in your lungs. Your heart is beating. You are here today. You can ask yourself the question I asked, why am I still here? Right. And when you ask yourself better questions, you start to get better answers. And this is hard for men. So the, for the women listening, make sure you have your man listen to this too, because, and that's one of the first thing I recommend for people is put strategic thinking time into your day. Mm. Because a lot of times we're go, 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 do, do, do. That's not where we get the answers to our problem. We mm. get the answers to our problems when we give ourselves space and we can actually just think and we can sit and we can listen for the answer. And you start to ask yourself better questions and you start to get better answers if you give yourself the space to actually sit and listen for that. For sure. For sure. Okay. Well, we're getting uh, close to wrap up time here. And is there anything else, Dr. Justin, that you feel like folks just need to know that is part and parcel to who you are and what your message is. Yeah. I would say you are here for a purpose. You have a calling on your life. If you don't know what that is, we're all called for more. No matter, even if you're playing at a big level right now, there's more that you can do. Mm. And if you've gotten comfortable, it's time to exchange your comfort for your calling mm. and continue to work on yourself. If you need help, reach out to me, men, reach out to John. He's got a great community. The things that he does to help men is huge, but we have to do the work. We're not here just to go through life and live a mundane life. And that's where it goes back to my faith. It talks about we're here to live. Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. And I lean on that. I'm supposed to live an abundant life and not just go through the motions. 
So I think that's the same for you listening. You're here for something more and exchange your comfort for your calling. For sure. Love that. All right. Let's jump right into our final four. They're just four quick questions. Tell me the first thing pops in your head. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Question number one. And you kind of answered it already, but we'll, we'll make it a little more succinct. And here it is. Number one, why did God create Dr. Justin? To make an impact and to know that people's lives are better because I came into their life. Like that, like that. All right. Now, what are you doing, reading, or listening to right now that's helping you grow? Yeah, I just finished reading. Uh, is by Rory Vaden, and it's a presentation skills. He he won the championship of public speaking or something. Oh, wow. So for me, I'm putting a lot of time into working on my craft as a speaker because that's something I'm really leaning into. I have a TEDx talk coming up in April of 2022, and I'm going to do a lot more speaking this year. So I'm doing a lot of time studying my, my craft and, and reading about that. And I'm reading the Bible. I read through that every year. So at the end of the year, I'll read through that again. Okay, perfect. Uh, question number three, and it's a two-parter, but you'll understand why here in just a second. What do you do for fun? And what do you do for fun with Courtney? Good question. And that's, that goes back to my values. Like actually me doing podcasts and speaking, like that's fun for me. Like mm -hmm. that's not work for me. So I love doing <laughs> that. And then outside of that, like me and Courtney together, we actually, we enjoy like the end of the night. We, we do a lot of date nights. Like that's our thing. Like mm -hmm. she does, works on her business. I work on mine. And then we go out and we enjoy nice meals. Like she's a foodie. We live in Nashville. There's a lot of great restaurants around here. Okay. So we enjoy connecting over nice dinners. Okay. Very cool. And number four, what are you most grateful for? Mm, that's a great question because I'm grateful for so much. And I think- uh, it, How about a top three? Maybe if that makes okay. sense. Okay. I'd say in general for a top one is just the relationships, like the people that I've been- can't, and that's why I'm so glad about that's the topic of your podcast because relationships are so important. Yes. So relationships have led one just to connecting with people, but it's led to so many opportunities in my life. So I would say number one is definitely relationships. And then I think the impact I'm able to make. Yes, I've had my own doubts and fears and anxieties that came up along the way of, can I really do this? Mm -hmm. But it's me staying true to the work that I'm doing and the work that I've done, staying true to my faith that no, I'm here to make an impact. So I'm grateful for every life that I'm able to touch. And then other than that, I think, yeah, my wife, she's the biggest support for me mm. and is encouraging me to continue to go. So okay, my top three. All right. Digging it, digging it. Okay. Well, folks, you have been treated to quite the treatise when it comes to discovering who you are, why you're here, living out your purpose through your calling. And I don't know that there is anyone who has said it any better than Dr. Justin did. So, Dr. Justin, thank you so much for your time and for sharing it with us. What a gift that was. Yeah, well, John, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun, and hopefully it spoke to some people here. Oh, I'm sure that it did. And again, viewers, listeners, I am always extremely thankful for each and every one of you for taking the time that you have to spend with me because I don't take it lightly. It means so much. Thank you all so much for being here and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening and remember, passion gets you started, purpose keeps you going. 
Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.